Today I'm going to be bringing a word that will make many of you smile. Um, the topic is, sweetheart, you are the best. I know many of you have conjured up fond emotions of your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend when you first begin to call them sweetheart. However, just stay tuned and we'll get back to that. But I must say hello to those of you, my listeners, who are in the United States of America, United Kingdom, South America, Europe, um, yes, uh, you are in Asia, the entire Caribbean, from Guyana Strait down to St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the United States Virgin Islands, the British Virgin Islands, Yahweh's word is actually flying swiftly around the world. For this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world, to all nations as a witness, then the end shall come. This is what will usher in the second coming of Yeshua, the son of the most high Yahweh of hosts. Not wars, not floods, not disasters, but the spreading of the gospel. Suffices me to say that we're going to go right on into this word. Sweetheart, you are the best after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. All right, I'm talking about Yeshua, Yeshua saves. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. Uh, the topic again is, sweetheart, you are the best. Now, I'm talking about the Sabbath. The Sabbath is in the seven days of creation. It's the seventh day when Yahweh created heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And the Sabbath will be the crooks where the mark of the beast is going to come in. The mark of the beast is going to be all about worship. And Satan so knows that this is going to boil down to worship. The only thing that Yahweh created that points to worshiping him as creator of heaven and earth is the Sabbath, the sweetheart of the week. A Sabbath of rest is one of Yahweh's great gifts to mankind. Most Christians agree that the observance of a Sabbath is an essential part of the worship of Yahweh. Now, who made the Sabbath? Who is the one responsible for creating the Sabbath? Let us look at the scripture. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. And we know it says here, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Yahweh, and the Word was Yahweh. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. This is speaking about Yeshua, the son of the most high Elohim. And verse 10 and 11 says, he was in the world. Yes, Yeshua came from heaven to earth, born of a woman, born under the law. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. He came unto the Jews, the Israelites. He came unto his people, and they did not receive him. They cried, crucify him, crucify him. Nonetheless, he is who created the heavens and the earth, who made man in his own image and likeness, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
since Yeshua was the active agent, he made the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made by Yeshua HaMashiach, the son of the Most High Elohim. Uh, we will develop this as we go on some more. These uh, messages initially started out as morning gems to get people out of their beds in the morning. But it took a different turn now where there are messages that is going all over the world. And not necessarily morning gems, but they are gems, Yahweh's gems to you from Proclaim Gospel. When was the Sabbath made, you will ask me the question. The Sabbath was made at the time of creation, and we can look at it in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. But I'm going to read from chapter 1, verse 31. After Yahweh had made everything, and the scripture says, And Yahweh saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So we started from the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, and the sixth day. Now we're going to go into to Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. And this is where we will meet your sweetheart. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day Yahweh ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And verse 3 of chapter 2. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which Yahweh created and made. In other words, sweetheart, you are the best. Sweetheart, you are the best. Yahweh created seven days. From day one to six, he said it was very good. But when he came to the seventh day, the Sabbath of Yahweh, he said, he blessed it and he sanctified it. Oh yes, the scripture says that uh, on the seventh day, Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he had rested from all his work. Now did Yahweh need rest? Did the creator of the universe need rest because he was tired of creation? The creation week had him tired? No, Yahweh did not need rest. This rest was because Yahweh was setting an example for us to follow and he made sure that as he rested, we also would rest in him. So the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them and on the seventh day Yahweh ended his work. Of what was the Sabbath made? What was the Sabbath made of? We just read that in Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. The Sabbath is a day and it is one of the seven days in the week. Questions also ask, when did the days of creation week begin and end? You can read Genesis chapter 1 verse 5, 8 and 13. Each day of creation week began at sunset with the dark part since darkness was there first or was here first before light and ended with the following sunset. Therefore, the seventh day Sabbath is to be observed from sunset on Friday evening until sunset on Saturday, the seventh day of the week. Evidently, all days were reckoned from sunset to sunset, not at midnight. You see, the world, the Romans, they came along and they're saying midnight begins a day and or it ends a day. No way, Jose. And many people always make fun of Seventh-day Adventists when it is Friday and say, oh, it is six o'clock, you have to get home. You have to get home. But there was no time that was put to the beginning of Sabbath nor the ending of Sabbath because Yahweh knows fully well that, hey, if man was to go by his watch or clock, somebody will say, I have 
five minutes to six. Somebody will say, I have six minutes past six. But Yahweh is saying, at the setting of the sun, one day ends and another day begins. So when the new year rings in, we don't wait until midnight to say that it is the first of the year. We go from the setting of the sun and we say, and we ring in the new year at the setting of the sun. Am I, am I being made clear? You are in proclaimed gospel Bible study. So the Sabbath was made. Whom was the Sabbath made? This is another bone of contention. Many people think that man was made for the Sabbath. But no, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. And we will look at it here in Mark chapter 2 and verse 27. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So let me ask you this before I proceed. Was automobiles made for man? Or man was made for automobiles. Automobiles was made for man for transportation, for conveyance. Likewise, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Man does not do anything for the Sabbath. The Sabbath does everything for man. The Sabbath was made for man. Yahweh did not create man because he had a Sabbath and needed someone to keep it. Rather, an all-wise creator knew that man the creature of his hand needed opportunity for moral and spiritual growth, for character development. He needed time in which his own interests and pursuits should be subordinated to a study of the character and will of Yahweh as revealed in nature and later in Revelation. So the seventh day Sabbath was ordained of Yahweh the Creator to meet this need. Yahweh gave man an opportunity to reflect on his Creator, to reflect on who made him and all of his creation, to tamper in any way with the Creator's specifications as to when and how the day should be observed is tantamount to denying that Yahweh knows what is best for the creatures of his hand. So therefore, Yahweh made the Sabbath for man to take a break from working all week. What if you were to be working all week, all year round? What would happen to you? Obviously, you will break down. Just like a machine breaks down, your car breaks down, your refrigerator breaks down, everything mechanical breaks down, even you, your body breaks down. Yahweh ordained that the Sabbath should be a blessing and not a burden. And it is to man's interest and not to his injury to observe it. But back in the days of Yeshua, the Pharisees and the scribes were so hypocritical. They would take their sheep out to pasture. They will take their donkey or their ass out to get water on the Sabbath. But the people, they put a burden upon the people. They would put a burden upon the people. And Yahweh called them hypocrites. It was designed to increase man's happiness, not to make man sad, not to work a hardship on him. Sabbath keeping does not consist essentially in the petty observance of certain formalities and in abstention from certain pursuits. To think of it in this light is to miss completely the true spirit and objectives of the Sabbath observance and to engage in the pursuit of righteousness based on works. Let me tell you something. People think that Seventh-day Adventists do not have any meal on Sabbath, that we do not eat. We eat crackers or bread and drink water. That is the furthest thing from the truth. The Sabbath, we have the best meals. We use the best china ware because the Sabbath is a delight. We eat food, real food, just like you. But people believe that we are so um, legalistic and so 
tight up and stiffen up and boring because we're Seventh-day Adventists. This is not the case. Hey, the Sabbath is the best day of the week because we fellowship with one another. We go to others' homes. We have lunch. We have feast. We have the best feast and Sabbath. As a matter of fact, some people look forward to Sabbath meals because Sabbath meals are the best. But then there are the hypocrites. Yes, who are Seventh-day Adventists. They make the Sabbath such a burden. Uh, they're so tight up and so rigid on the Sabbath. But on Sunday, they're demons. On Monday, they're demons. On Tuesday, they're demons. On Wednesday, they're demons. On Thursday, they're bigger demons. On Friday, they're beginning to simmer it down. But they're still demons. And on Sabbath, they want to become saints. Those are the hypocrites, my brothers and my sisters. We are to be Christians from Sunday until the last day of the week. Now, staying away from work and not doing work and saying it's my Sabbath, I'm not going anywhere. We have a wrong concept and we are giving people a wrong concept of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the fourth of ten. The Sabbath is the fourth of ten commandments, ten precepts in the Torah. We find it in Exodus chapter 20. The Sabbath, as I said, is of ten. But so many times people forget that there's ten commandments and they always pick only one, the Sabbath. They're always picking the Sabbath. And these are people who are not true practicing Christians. Because Yeshua did not come to only speak of the Sabbath. He was saying, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's a package. It's all 10 of them. If you break one, you break the contract. You break the covenant. You are guilty of all. We cannot keep one day. We cannot keep one of the commandments and say that we are Christians, practicing Christians. Oh no, who are we fooling? We are fooling ourselves because Yahweh says, Ten commandments, not one commandment. And uh, that is why many people probably do not like the Seven Adventist Church or do not want to be Seven Adventists because we push everything we are pushing is the Sabbath, the Sabbath, the Sabbath. But there are ten commandments and we are supposed to live a life worthy and pleasing before Yahweh that many will say, hey, I want to be like that group of people out there who are living a pure and holy life. Of course, many of us falter, many of us stumble, many of us do things to cause people to turn away. But is it because you are upset with them? Or you just want to find an excuse not to keep Yahweh's Sabbath the holy. But Yahweh will deal with them. He will deal with us when we do things to cause people to turn away from, from worshiping him and obeying his commandments. So therefore, Mark chapter 2 verse 28 says that Yahweh is also Lord of the Sabbath. Now if you look at Isaiah chapter 66 verse 22 and 23. The seventh day Sabbath was made by Yeshua Hamashak at creation. It was to be kept throughout all times and to be observed from sunset to sunset. What is the first word of the fourth commandment? What is the first word? It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. How do we know it is the Sabbath day? We will get to that. But it says, remember. So you mothers out there, you fathers out there, when you send your children, the young boy, Tommy, let's call his name Tommy. You send Tommy to the supermarket to buy some sugar. Among a shopping list of other things, you say, Tommy, remember to buy the sugar. Because you know how important the sugar is, so you told Tommy, remember to buy the sugar. Buy the salt, buy the egg, buy the bread, buy the butter, but remember to buy the sugar. Remember the sugar. This is the only commandment prefaced by the word remember. When Yahweh gave the Sabbath, he knew its value. Hear this. He knew its value and he also knew that it will be disregarded by many. He knew how the devil would do everything possible to lead men to forget the Sabbath. 
He knew that men in time would ignore the binding obligations of his commandment. For these reasons, Yahweh calls special attention to his commandment and urges by the use of the word, remember, that it be kept in mind. It is not to be forgotten. And today, many people are teaching that the commandments are abolished, that when Yeshua was on the cross, the commandments was nailed there to the cross. That's a big lie. The commandment was not nailed to the cross. What was nailed to the cross was Moses' ordinances and statutes that governed the Levitical priesthood. What is Yahweh's reason in the commandment for observing the Sabbath? Now, the reason given is the example of Yahweh. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh thy Elohim. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth and rested the seventh day. Many people who have observed the Sabbath, many Christians all over the world, are being persecuted, are being fired from their jobs because they're not working on Sabbath. They stood up to the world. They stood up to their employer. And everyone should be given a day of worship. And that day is Yahweh's day, the seventh day. Some people say, what if I choose Monday? What if I choose Wednesday or Thursday or Friday? Well, you have a birth paper. And on that, it says that you were born on such and such a day. What if you sent in an application and you forgot to put in your birthday? So the human resource manager says, all right, I don't have a phone number for this young lady or this young man who filled out this application. But for it to be completed, we must put in the date of birth. So I'm going to just find a day and I'm going to find a month and I'm going to find a year. Because after all, he was born, she was born, and it doesn't matter what date I put there. Once it's very close to the date of their age, I'm just going to guess. Would you accept that? You would not accept that. What if the midwife placed on your birth paper, oh, I forgot which date was, let's just put any day. That would not be nice because your mother would be saying, you were born on this particular day, but the midwife wrote on the birth paper that you were born on that day. So you have two birthdays. I know of people who have two birthdays. Must a man work six days of every week? May he never take a vacation? What if you were working every day without a rest day? The labor code says that for every 40 hours you work, you must get a rest day and you are entitled to one hour lunch. So if the laws of the land recognizes that you must get a rest day after every 40 hours, why can't Yahweh give you a rest day? Come on, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Is man more wise than his creator? How is the Sabbath to be kept? If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of Yahweh, honorable and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Isaiah 58 verse 13. Yahweh's Sabbath is a holy day. We must not trample it underfoot. We are not to do our own pleasure on it. We are not to pollute it. So my brother and my sister, talking about baseball and football and Everything that is secular, that brings pleasure to yourself, is wrong. It is a sin. We are to meditate upon Yahweh's goodness, His mercies, His grace. We are to read the scripture. We are to contemplate all that Yahweh has done for us. So yes, it is a sin if we just take up any sort of talk and any sort of activity on the Sabbath.
we put a lot of emphasis on the Sabbath, Yahweh's holy day. Remember, I said that there are 10 commandments, but this day Yahweh blessed and he sanctified it. So he set it aside for holy use. So it's special. It's his sweetheart. It's the best day of the week. It's not just any day. What is the chief demand of the Sabbath commandment? Stopping or cessation from our gainful employment is commended. But this is not all. The day is to be kept holy. Man is to cease from his own works as did Yahweh from his. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 10 says, When a person ceases from his own works, it is only such a person who can keep the Sabbath as Yahweh expects. This commandment does not suggest idleness on the Sabbath, for there are proper activities which are in keeping with its spirit. So we go to church, yes, we go to the hospital, we go to the prison, we go to the old people's home or the home for the elderly. We do all sort of good things on the Sabbath. For the scripture says, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. So in conclusion on this topic, the Sabbath is more than just observance of a day. It is living a life for Yahweh. Yahweh asks us to keep the Sabbath for him to cease from sin, to do what is good, to meet for worship, and to follow the example of Yeshua by going about doing good. Cease from your own works and enter into Yahweh's rest. What a blessing the Sabbath affords. It is a blessing to me. I have been blessed by keeping the Sabbath. Not only by keeping the Sabbath, but by keeping Yahweh's commandments. And the Sabbath is the sweet day. The Sabbath is the day that was blessed. It is a day that is to be kept holy. And we are not to be up and down doing our own thing. People believe that Christians, people believe that Seventh-day Adventists are boring people. Oh, they tell you what to eat. Don't eat pork. Don't eat lobster. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Yes, it is the straight way. And many people will not get into the kingdom of heaven because they are disobedient to Yahweh's commands. Now, would people who are not keeping the Sabbath go to hell? A friend of the group was asking the question, no, they will not go to hell because there are many Christians out there who from the sincerity of their heart are worshiping Yahweh on Sunday. Hear what I said carefully. There are many Christians out there who are from the, who is from the sincerity of their hearts keeping Sunday. However, when knowledge comes, when the truth comes, when Yahweh sends someone to speak to you or his Holy Spirit brings conviction to you, but you do not want to accept it because you don't want to become a seven-day Adventist or as you say, like those bad Adventists or those seven devils, you don't want to be like them. So you want to go to church on Sunday and you said, you're born a Baptist, you will die a Baptist. I was born a Catholic, I will die a Catholic. Well, yes, you will go to hell under those circumstances. But genuinely, millions of people died worshiping on Sunday. And when the day of resurrection shall come, they will go to heaven because that's what they knew. But now I am bringing truth to you. I am bringing the truth to you. And if you reject it, you are in danger of the judgment. So, sweetheart, you are the best. Yahweh's Sabbath day. I love keeping the Sabbath. I enjoy the Sabbath. I enjoy doing good on the Sabbath. Yeshua healed the withered hand of a man on the Sabbath and it caused the hypocritical Pharisees and scribes to be indignant against him. But Yahweh is Lord of the Sabbath. Yeshua is Lord of the Sabbath and the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Some people are saying that they do not know which day is the first day of the week or which day is Saturday and therefore there is confusion about how do we know that we are keeping the Sabbath day. Well, Yahweh isn't a foolish Elohim. 
How can we question Yahweh's wisdom? Let's look at Mark chapter 15. This is when Yeshua was crucified on the cross. And the scripture says in Mark chapter 15 and verse 42, And now when the evening was come, because it was the preparation, that is Friday, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of Yahweh, came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Yeshua. And he bought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen and laid him in a sepulcher which was hewn out of rock and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulcher. Let's look at chapter 16 and verse 1 to 2. And when the Sabbath had passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. So here we have it in Mark chapter 15. We are told that in verse 42, and when the evening was come because it was the preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath. Rome crucified Yeshua Hamashiach, the son of the Most High, on Friday. And they call it Good Friday today in celebrating the Easter. The scripture says that it was the day before the Sabbath. And on the first day of the week, early in the morning, Mary and Magdalene went to the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. What falls between preparation day and the first day of the week? The Sabbath. The scripture is clear on this. Yeshua was crucified on Friday. He rested in the tomb on Sabbath and he was resurrected on Sunday morning. That could not have been taken away, whether it was the Julian calendar or the Gregorian calendar. Yahweh placed it in the scripture, a marker that we would know which day is the Sabbath. And some people still are fooled by their churches, by their pastors and by friends that we do not know which is the day, but we know which day is our birthday. And we know which day is our anniversary. But Yahweh said he made the Sabbath, which is the seventh day. And up to this day, Rome who crucified Yeshua Hamashiach agreed that this is the day that he was crucified. Because Rome could not steal the day. Rome could not steal it because Yahweh is all wise and all powerful. So there you have it, my brother and my sister. The day still stands. Worship Yahweh on his holy day, but not just the day. Do not just keep the day, but love him. And when you love him, you will be glad to obey him. Because when he comes, you do not want to be proven wrong because you listened to your church or your pastor or your mother or your father. You would want to do what Yahweh says to do. Let us pray. Father, today I thank you for your word. Your word has been made plain. Your word is true. Because, Father in heaven, you have said in your scripture, let Yahweh be true and every man a liar. I believe in your word. I will keep your commandments because I love you. And, Father, I pray that someone out there who is struggling, that they would seek after your word. They would read your word prayerfully. They will seek your wisdom. They will seek your Holy Spirit to point them in the right way. Because in vain do they worship you, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. I pray, Father in heaven, that you will wake them up before it's too late. And you will call them out of Babylon 
because the day is going to come when they would recognize the lies of the church, the Roman Catholic Church, when they would recognize that the mark of the beast is all about worship. So I pray, Father, that you will open up the minds and the eyes of many to receive your word in your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rotown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1284 547 4601.